0: Happy what do you have to happy drink happy tonight, Chris? <laughs> double <vision>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, else, what else. do you have to Happy What's red? Stay true, stay real. Stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me a Mystic Amber Ale. Ooh, Mystic. <laughs> mystics. Mystical. We like the Mystics. The Ale of the Mystics. This is, a, this is an Irish red ale. Mmm. The good old... The Druids! <laughs> So it's by. This is a beer from O'Fallon Brewery. It's in Missouri, Missouri. O'Fallon. You know, I was thinking, isn't there a big monument in Missouri? Isn't there some kind of big ass fucking (laughs) ring thing or something? What isn't? Isn't there like some kind of national landmark in Missouri or something? You know what I'm talking? No, maybe I'm thinking of something. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> big ass structure in Missouri. <laughs> no, just... monument, a the... uh, monument in Missouri. Hey, hey, what if um hey, hey, do you ever think about like some of these really weird monuments that we've got like the, you know, these weird kind of like stat like the bull, you know, at um Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street and stuff. Many years after humans through some kind of freak accident, the bull was preserved, like a new species. Came, you know, and inhabited the earth, and they were like, "Wow, look at these weird monoliths! I wonder what they meant. I wonder if they were, I wonder if they like harnessed energy through them and stuff. And it was really just like a symbol of greed in the time of, you know, a species. <laughs> the time of our species. You know. I, I I could see it happening. Right. I could see it. Ha- so- because, so I, I, like, I do we it. do that with shit, right? I mean, we do that with <laughs> right? pyramids. Well, I wonder what it was. You know, maybe maybe some ruler hey, just said, you know what? I want to build the biggest fucking building on planet Earth. You know, if you think about it, say, like, prehistoric creatures. Right. Like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we have images that we describe <laughs> how, I guess, we, we believe them to look. Right. But we're really but really I know, we're kind of only interpreting off of what we have, right? Mm-hmm. Which is their skeletal remains, you know, fossils and whatnot. So, right. I mean, I get. You know, how do we know the dinosaurs really didn't look look maybe entirely different than what we imagine? We don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? I don't know. Because as a, be a as a species, we are we are hell bent on making everything make sense. Well, it it also I think it, it kind of is what's interesting about us as a species is our ability. To have an imagination and think outside of what we know as reality, mm-hmm. and hell, we're probably the only creatures <laughs> that do it on this planet, right? Like dolphins yeah. and stuff. We know there's creatures that hmm. come close to our to That's our ability to, of of awareness, but at the same time, are are we the only species that so, fabricates so, and dreams and thinks of? Well, you know, we know that, uh, that animals can dream, right? right? Right, but they may be dreaming about something that happened that day right so if you hear you know your dogs barking in their sleep or they're doing the little run or whatever it could right. have been you know they' they're they're dreaming about chasing a rabbit but you know when I like talking about imagination so to, to, to use an example so we know that through art right there's a lot of art that is created through a person's imagination mm-hmm. right It's something they think up and then some expression. Yeah, they somehow bring to life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring, into, bring into reality, I guess, in a sense. And so when you look at art, we know that mankind has been creating art for a very long time. We literally have cave paintings. And a lot of that prehistoric artwork was really more imitation. I was what I would call it kind of like imitation or they were painting mm-hmm. scenes and events that were happening in the world around them so my question is well, that's what we believe right <laughs> well, I mean that's what we've come to believe yeah and so my question is how long has human beings had imaginations and when did it like when did it begin when did it When do we start to fabricate reality? Right, like, have we always had it? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, as we evolved, was it something that became an ability? It's kind of one of those. It's probably kind of one of those great unknowns. Imitation and imagination seem very different. And so, I don't know. How far back could you go to even... I mean, I guess we understand that, like, say, for example, folklore and stuff has existed for a very long time, Mm -hmm. right? So the belief in different things that could have been created through the imagination. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a weird... It's kind of an interesting thing to think about, I guess. So um, I bring it up all the time, mm-hmm. and somehow from from what little I've covered of the book, anytime me and you were talking, it always seems like I'm able to extract something that I remember from mm-hmm. it. But So the Urantia book has an expl- explanation of what cave paintings are. Okay. I think we, we brought it up many times, but the Urantia book is this very mysterious, kind of like um, science fiction-y given to us by the alien god type <laughs> book. It's like a new age bible. That's the best way to describe mm-hmm. it. It's Nobody knows who wrote it. It's it's to this day remains unauthored. There's a theory on who they believe did or contributed to it. But um, but basically it's a book that, that attempts to explain everything. It explains like the celestial beings in the universe and the explanation for different types of events and Um, how we came to be Mm. and what our planet is and so so anyways it's you know we call our planet earth but this book tells us that the galactic celestials Mm -hmm. have named our planet urantia so that's what it's technically called that's what it's called the the urantia book like it's so large it has a glossary in it (laughs) so a lot Mm. a lot of times when i get weird ideas like stuff like what you're talking about i'm like i wonder what this book says about that Mm. because i always get curious um, you know, I've looked at things like pyramids, certain, mm. um, you know, prophets, different. I mean, there's like there's always something for it. Anything you can think of in religion, anything that exists in religion, mm. the Veda scripts, you know, the Akashi records, all of that is talked about and explained in this book. It is <laughs> truly bizarre. So I was really curious about um, humans coming into awareness like our primitive years and. It, you know, it kind of goes through a lot of what seems like science kind of tells us. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it, you know, we were we were pretty primitive beings that did evolve and, and, you know, gain higher levels of consciousness and awareness. And through that, we progressed and prospered as a species. Mm-hmm. But it, it describes that one of the earliest forms of a higher level of awareness through basic things that they were interacting with in their world. So, for example... You know, we, there, there's cave paintings. There's cave paintings right. of them killing like mammoths and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was something that in our very primitive years, when we were killing these animals and then we would eat them, you know, we would cook them and mm-hmm. eat them. They knew and they understood that when they would do that, they would gain strength. And through that strength, their minds would be sharper and they would feel better and their body felt, you know was mm. was stronger right. and they made this direct correlation essentially creates kind of like the first versions of religion mm it e- essentially explains where the ideas of religion comes from and it began as a very primitive form of religion. They they essentially worshipped the animals or chronicled the events on their on their you know on their caves right. of things that were very important to them that were almost mm-hmm. kind of like mystical experiences to right. them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, think about it: taking down a, a woolly mammoth that would be a hell of a rite of passage, right? You know, right. but but I mean, if you think about it, think of the like like the absolute animalistic rush. You know, I mean, the the mm-hmm. fucking the intensity of a situation like that. I guarantee it's a fucking mystical experience. I guarantee, it makes perfect sense why that would be so impactful to them that they would re- want to record these things it, this also correlates with kind of your second question because through this establishment through this 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 very primitive early form of worship because mm-hmm. they, they did I mean it's it's very well I think it's pretty well known that any indigenous people I mean almost all their histories cover the idea that that nothing really goes to waste. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, they utilize everything. You you use the furs to keep warm. You could obviously cook the meat. The bones could make weapons, tools, whatever. It was this very cohesive experience. And I think it kind of shows where that the beginnings of that respect for life and death comes into play, Mm -hmm. which can also within itself. Think about it. The animal wasn't always the one that got killed. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was also a very impactful and traumatic Mm -hmm. times for them to to experience you know, one of them getting mauled by a saber tooth or getting (laughs) trampled by a mammoth or something. That would be a pretty intense experience as well that, again, you know, kind of correlates with this ideology of good and evil and what's Mm -hmm. right and what's wrong. So your, your next question, though, was, so when did it start to get... When did it get creative, though? Right. When did they start to go outside mm-hmm. of that? From what I read, from what this book likes to explain it as, it essentially says that as time goes on, it becomes a part of culture. As it makes its way through culture, events become legends, and people become myths, and stories transpire so about things. Mystical more experience through right. It's it's all rooted. Down? I mean, the books pretty. <laughs> the books pretty frank about it. It, it right. mainly says that it's rooted in superstition. Mm-hmm. It says it was superstition activities of the early indigenous peoples. So, I mean, it's a really fascinating outlook on that because it makes you wonder, where does that come from? Another thing, though, that I think we can't discount is the idea that because we like to talk about the whole alien god theories and stuff a lot, <laughs> is the idea that just because the people in the Bible are are far more current than you know people we're talking about uh, far before that, that still doesn't mean they weren't ignorant to certain events happening to them. Especially if you're living in a region all of your life and you're growing up under these you know these certain conditions, it's all you know when your life is based in when in the ecosystem you. You kind of land in. Right. It. There's a very naturalistic element to all of it. You know, people naturally generally know what's poisonous. You know, and, and how to how to grow crops and how to how to how to live off the mm-hmm. land. People dev- adapt to it. I think at that point in time, as man is able to transfer knowledge and transfer wisdom through these stories through the ages, I think it does nothing but open up more avenues. So let me ask you this. So maybe this is another way to look at it. It's okay. another perspective. So as we have evolved and gained more knowledge, as we pass down stories from more primitive versions of ourselves, could the imaginative descriptions of the stories be because when man, when we were trying to describe it earlier on, we didn't have an understanding of things. So we were describing stuff in very unusual ways. Right. So say... You know, you were talking about hunting a woolly mammoth. Well, we we understand to some degree what a woolly mammoth was, is, or is, right? So if somebody mm-hmm. tells a story and says, I went and fought a woolly mammoth. It's plain and simple. We know what happened, right? Right. But to early man, they may have not understood it as being like, you know, another animal living. On, like, it may have been some kind of mystical... Beast. Oh right, you know, right. and and through their stories, they don't describe well, it's it as like a nat- religious. Experience, they don't they don't yeah. describe it as this natural event. It's almost this fighting. You know, it's the freaking Elden Elden Ring or whatever. Right. They're running around dodging the mammoth, oh. trying to hit it. You know, the boss or whatever. Right. But no, seriously, it's uh you know, and and then. As it's passed down, and people hear these strange descriptions of stories, are like, well, that just sounds like you know some <laughs> some kind of fable or whatever. Some kind uh-huh. of weird, yeah. you know, maybe somebody's description of encountering a dinosaur ended up becoming a modern day, or, you know, not modern day, but you know, uh, descriptions of what people would talk about dragons or whatever. Mm-hmm. In other instances, maybe people found dinosaur bones and start, and because they didn't know. <laughs> what it was they didn't understand what a dinosaur right. was they thought oh, holy th- shit there, mu- they're real. there must be a beast that lives around here that we've right. never seen before and they come up with this crazy description just based off these bones it's gotta be you know a hundred feet tall with yeah. wings and flaming breath and te- teeth the size of your arm and right Think about—we lived at a point in time where it was just like we were just like, man, just don't go in the woods. <laughs> just don't go in there, because <laughs> there was a lot of unknown. We'll go in there. We as didn't a group. understand, right? We don't <laughs> with, understand. We don't know what's weapons, out there, right? Just don't fucking go in there, kids. There's witches in there. There's fucking werewolves. I mean, think about it. We developed right. these almost mythologies about it, about right. our fear for the unknown people go in there and get killed by packs of wolves and bears and shit. And we know that that now. It's kind of weird that our fear sort of drives the imagination at times too, right? Right. Well, I mean, we know what hap- we now know what ha- generally happens. Something, you know, very naturalistic unfolds, mm-hmm. but man, back in those days, think about it. Dad went into the woods and he just never came back. That was it. So we just don't go in the woods anymore. So we stay the fuck out <laughs> of the woods. Or they hear the right. fucking, you know, at the, on the eve oh. that on the eve that father didn't come back, right? You hear it's you hear dead. the fox cackling in the in the, the woods. Oh my god, the witch got him. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense why right. these stories and these things can unfold. Hmm. So that's an interesting concept in itself. We almost kind of still do this. Like storytelling? We still kind of do this. <laughs> I mean, we still kind of hold this. Religions are essentially modern mythologies. There will come a time where people will probably look at things like Christianity or Muslim or, or, um, or Buddhism and maybe think that, man, that's weird. Look at that ancient religion. People <laughs> used to do that all the time. Isn't that crazy to think about that? Yeah, that would be crazy. Well I mean we look at I mean we look at all kinds of dead religions. We see all kinds of them. I mean there's a million different dead yeah, religions that don't true. you know that don't exist anymore and there was a time when people actively worshiped and thought and held beliefs about mm-hmm. what they were doing. I mean it's 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 some weird it's some weird stuff, man. It's weird. We're, we're, we're a weird species. Leave it leave it up to us to have such fantastical thoughts. I love the imagination though. Yeah. It's one of the. I mean, think about how most of our entertainment comes from somebody's imagination, right? You yeah. know, whether it's music or whether it's uh, movies or mm-hmm. books or whatever. I mean, it's and it's you know when, sometimes when you experience art, it's what kind of fascinates people, right? Is who the hell thinks this up? Right? Oh, right. Well, I mean, you get <laughs> like, to peer you get to peer inside know, the brain of a of a human being. Wow, you know? Yeah. Like you said, you're kind of you're kind of manifesting an idea that never existed until you brought it into to life. If you think about it, to some degree, yeah. I mean, that's 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 <laughs> literally ah. manifesting a form of reality. Ah. So let's ta- let's think about it this way. Let's do like some quantum physics because that's fun, casual talk, right? So let's think about you make a two D painting, right? You make a painting okay. that that's two D. Now, who's to say that if you were to access the second dimension? In a way that you could perceive that painting as a reality, who's to say that you couldn't interact with what you've created? Mm-hmm. I mean, so like, what the fuck do we know, right? I feel like there was a movie or something, or where like somebody's drawings came to life. Oh yeah, I, don't know. I think there was a few movies like that. Isn't there a few movies? <laughs> like that? I don't know. Maybe I'm just making and it up. My and head. for some there reason, it's a... always it's always some some spooky serial killer, and he always used people's blood in the paint. I'm like, man, what? that's that's gotten so cliche now. <laughs> yeah, oh, he used, oh, we took DNA samples of the paint. He used blood in it, of course. Like, I didn't see that fucking coming. <laughs> well, I'm just like, it's not, it doesn't feel original oh. <laughs> anymore. It doesn't feel very original, man. It's been a long. I think, honestly, I think the Batman was the last like yeah. mystery thriller that I saw that I was like, man, that was pretty fucking good. But outside of that, everything is so fucking cliche. I do like a lot of the original content coming out on, <laughs> besides Halo, probably coming out on most of the different streaming platforms. But um, it's interesting that that the original, the most original concepts to this day still hold some of the greatest value in entertainment. Like think about how old Star Wars is now. Yeah. Think about how old um, Batman is. Mm-hmm. The superheroes all together. Think about how right. you know Marvel and all right. of that stuff from the imagination. Look at the mythologies that have been created from there, from those, and look how much they've expanded we, and grown. We, we said it before. Some things like that, in particular, let's say uh, certain comics or Star Wars—they literally have become, almost become their own universe. Right? There, there's so much that has expanded upon a singular idea that it—it's it, it's kind of freaky. It's freaky when you think about it. Well, yeah. Well, I mean it all, I mean it also makes you think um, like it really is its own almost living, breathing universe. I mean we've talked about it before, but but it's also kind of like th- that thing we were talking about, a species visiting the earth after mm-hmm. we were after long after we're gone. And what Imagine if they, like, if they found only, that stuff. What if, what if the only thing wow. they found was like a, an old like original Star Wars and they watch and they think that was wow. like that was our that was our history. They're like, Oh my gosh, how look do at they that. travel? How do they do that? And then this this alien species goes on this, this we on universal Naboo? quest to preach about the force. To find the force, you right? You need to learn. We, we The conquistadors. We, we thought we understood the universe, but this species here figured out how to use this unseen force, and we are now need to They chronicled how it. To, right? Look at the stories Look that they this. told about it. Look what they did. They made films about it. What planet do you think we're on? People would debate it for centuries. They, would they start, made movies about it. This is what happened years ago in these places. There you know? would be all these fe- this fear that spread of this this Death Star that could be floating around anywhere, waiting right, to take out whole planets or whatever. We thought, you know, we need to up our defense if there's things like that out here. We've got to. People would analyze the film, to right? They start get, like, training. They to, start training their people yeah. according to how they do it in the films and stuff. They would try to get accurate blueprints of it from the film. The imagination, man and it's and it, believe me the imagination has come up with some pretty fucked up stuff too. There's been some pretty creative porn out there and <laughs> yes there some has pretty been pretty disturbing the more taboo art the better, out there man. as well. <laughs> People love it. It's all that sales man. It's the most taboo It's like twisty. sometimes you you're watching stuff like you know what well, well, I'm trying to think like uh, the human centipede, right? That was that's one that was like really messed <laughs> up, right? Christ. But you're watching, but so you watch a movie like right. that, and you're sitting there like, man, like somebody thought this up. <laughs> somebody sat down and imagined this horrific, <laughs> these horrific things happening, and pitched it to a studio <laughs> to make a feel somebody about. invested money. So what are they going to do once he so, puts them all together? I'm sorry. <laughs> Can we go back to few- the beauty of the movie are you ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> this is new age horror baby are you, are you ready? ready? <laughs> are you ready to have your mind fucked? that's how he starts <laughs> how he starts the pitch. he walks in the the director whoever did it are you ready to have your mind fucked? <laughs> um you know but yeah right right I don't know but you, you watch stuff like that and you're like, man, well, I don't know we we <laughs> come with some pretty bizarre <laughs> stuff so what what am I talking about? Yeah, but but ours is actually ours is more interesting than just being grotesque. I mean, that's that's what most of that's based <laughs> it, on. Most of that's just based on shock factor, right? There, there probably still is plenty of them that are still coming right. out. Like I remember that with like people would like every once in a while bring it up. Hey, have you seen that movie? And I'm like, wow. I'm like, people people have, hey, have sought you seen it. a Serbian film. <laughs> I'm like, people have sought it and watched that movie. I don't know if I've ever seen any of them. I don't know if I've ever watched any well, of them. Well, wasn't that kind of the whole uh, exploitation-type films or right. whatever? They were re- supposed surfaced. to be? They yeah. were supposed to be like, you know, the real shock value, you know, it's only a movie. Just keep reminding <laughs> yourself it's only a movie. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that was kind of what it was. People, like, people it was almost... Like I could almost imagine it being like a challenge. Like I'm gonna right. go. I'm gonna wa- go watch The Last House on the Left because they said it's, it's the most sh- violent thing you're gonna watch. Oh, right? that's right. There was a bunch of remakes. You remember there was like a lot right, of remakes of those old seventies. Like we grindhouse. like stuff like that. We want to be shocked a little bit. Shock me a little bit. Come on, shock me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but think about it. Think about what we do as a species. Mess me up. I want to be traumatized. Well, no, think about it. That's how evolved we've become. We figured out how to capture moments of right. fear right. and intense adrenaline and recreate it put them into something that is so visually compelling to us we can live in that moment and feel that we can be disturbed and fucked up (laughs) shocked and get goosebumps and think god that's fucking terrifying and then guess what we get to get up out of our seats and go home at the end of the day (laughs) and i'm like we literally made it we literally make what are we we (laughs) reenact murder and and Pillaging and raping and all that kind of stuff in movies. Like we reenact that all the time, and we go, we go subject ourselves to it, <laughs> and we love, it. we love it. It's love like a it. drug. Ah. I, can't, I can't wait till that movie comes out. <laughs> I can't wait till the next Jason movie comes to out. Be why can't, up. why can't you wait for it? Because you're gonna uh. go watch the movie, and you're gonna see Jason. Mercilessly kill people. I mean, absolutely brutalize them, and you're going to get off on that. Like you, get, that's a weird fucking. You're getting oh pumped God. with the drug. You know, <laughs> you're getting the fucking adrenaline. Ro- yeah. You know. I mean, it's like it's kind of like <laughs> how the it's kind of how like yeah. the gladiator yeah. stuff evolved. Yeah. I just think it's far more disturbing. I think we're just better off if we're like, hey, listen, there's convicts on now death we're getting row. too creative, right? There's right? convicts on death row that that have agreed to do this. The one that lives, it's kind of like known as a public champion and he's kind of, he's let off hey, the hook hey, and but people even, go fight to the death and okay, everybody gets their fucking rush from that. <laughs> you know, why do we got to make any industry out of it? Hey, even, even when people are like put to death, there, there is like a room where people come and like view it. Oh right! You, you know, can watch the yeah. I want to see what that bad person. I want to watch him die. I'm like, man, you know. I want to watch life leave this person. You do not walk out of that room what without feeling hell? changed. You've seen some Strange. shit. You you've witnessed something that you comprehended. Another sentient aware human being ceases to live anymore, and you watch that. You watch the transition of life dead. to death of that. I don't think I want to see it. I wouldn't want to witness that. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I don't even know. If I'll I watch it. it on the big. I'll watch it on the. i watch it in the movies. I'll see, I'll <laughs> there watch you my go. In the That's movies. how you experience it. You fucking I'll go play my video games. There, right. Exactly. Right. I want a game where all I do is shoot people. And I'm like, <laughs> well, there's plenty of those. I know, I know, and I'm like, fuck, I play them all the time. But I'm sitting there thinking, man, I really do play this just because it's like it's a like we think this is fun. Like this is yeah. And I'm like, and that's that's a little weird. People complain if a World War II game isn't it isn't realistic enough. It doesn't. Oh no, I want to see body parts split apart. I want to see you know. I want you know what <laughs> I I'm, I'm saying. I want to see PTSD. the tanks blow up. I want PTSD after I get done playing this. Right, right. Um, we sh- make video games based off of one of the most horrendous things that human beings exactly. do. That's war with each other. It's and we, and That's fun. It's we wanna, weird. <laughs> I we want to re- watch that. I, I want to relive that. Normandy. <laughs> I'm like, my <laughs> God. If you asked, if you asked a, a veteran that, he would what probably say, like, you want to re-experience a nightmare? I mean, that's crazy. Like, we can't even conceive that. But for people who... who I'm ready. I play Call of Duty every night. I'm fucking ready for World War III. It. It's, it's a conduit to another reality for us. We get to be a nameless, faceless soldier, mm-hmm. and we're completely safe behind our controller mm-hmm. and behind our TV. Mm-hmm. And that virtual realm is an absolute hellhole. For those, for those artificial intelligent <laughs> robots, you know, that we're please, controlling, you know, that we're, that we're sending into the field, you know. <laughs> well, Chris, as always, it's been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms, and you can check us out at any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.